Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, tonight, I welcome filmmaker, actor, and talk show host, Kazar Coleman, who hosts Kazar's Spotlight of the Month TV show at Fairfax Public Access. He is also the writer-director of such religious-themed films as Ruby and Zeke. He was recently featured in Muba Speaks magazine out there on Instagram. You can find that article out there if you go out to Instagram at Muva Speaks Magazine 202. That's M-U-V-A. And uh, Kazar, you can also follow him on Instagram if you go out to Kazar Coleman. That's uh, K-A-Z-A-R-R. And he's also on Facebook. And we also have Baltimore-based actress Natice Richardson of 49th Parallel Bookings and Management. Now, she has appeared in in many, many film and TV shows. She's been grinding. And uh, to book her, if you go out there to Facebook, you can find 49th Parallel Bookings and Management. And she also has her own uh, podcast. So tonight, folks, we're going to talk about how these awesomely talented creatives are excelling during the COVID-19 crisis. So I see that uh, Kazar and Natisse are on the line. I'm going to go ahead and bring them on the air. Good evening. Hey, William. How are you? Yeah. Hey. Good, good. Hey, Kazar. All right. How you doing, sir? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, Kazar, I'm going to start with you. So uh, now during this uh, shutdown, I think it's. Uh, do you think it's afforded you the opportunity to catch up with uh, behind-the-scenes work like editing and writing? Absolutely, absolutely. It's unfortunate that we're in this situation. However, it has really, a, you know, we've we've been doing a lot of shooting, so it's given me an opportunity to sit there and put the footage together from all three cameras and. Just make sure that the storyline is there and really just kind of focus and just catch up on my breath also. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Natisse, uh, how have you uh, used your time during the shutdown? Well, I've been writing um interesting thing, but I never kept record of the season and the episode when I would, you know, feature or star on a TV show or episode or ID channel or whatever have you. So now I'm trying to recollect every season and episode of every show I've done because I didn't take the IMDb thing seriously. So now my IMDb credits are looking naked. I just uh, joined SAG on the 4th of March and then had to immediately quarantine myself because I was in New York City when I came back and well, the whole thing hit. I know. So I, I had to quarantine myself for um, two weeks because of my trip to New York. And then um, I guess pretty much basically I've been I've discovered a new talent. Um, I create masterpieces on canvas and art. You have to see my work. 
I had to post some of it for you. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 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 A lot of people are using talents they have not used in years. So, yeah, Kazar, talk about that. Is there any talents that uh, you've rediscovered? I would say, you know, um, it's given me an opportunity to, you know, I'm always writing, you know, for the next project. So it's given me an opportunity to kind of reflect on different things to see where I might have some things I need. You know, I use it, use it also for an opportunity to, to train. I'm always training, you know, in our, in our, in our industry. You always got to stay shot. So there's never a point yeah. that you get where you don't need to keep keep growing. So for me, it's right. all about perfecting what I know and learning new things. That's life. Yeah. Right? In a yeah, nutshell, I'm just saying that's that's like I that's how I look at life, not only in you know, my profession or with my craft, but the same analogy you just gave, I just use that uh, with everyday life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Natice, you got to talk about uh, how were things up there in New York when that went down? It must have been pretty pretty crazy. It was weird because uh, when I came back, I had took one of my nieces to New York with me just for a traveling uh, buddy, and they weren't social distancing yet, but it was so weird that all the Asians had like these face masks on, <laughs> and we had heard we had heard of the wow. virus, yeah. but we weren't taking it seriously. And because we knew it was something from China or from Wuhan, and didn't have a complete understanding of what it was, we were looking at it mm-hmm. like that's something that they can get that they brought. And that is not affecting us because none of us were walking around with masks on. It, it seemed to be only the Asian population in the beginning. You know, New York is a big mm. melting pot, so you see a lot of every nationality there. And it just yeah. so happens that they were the ones that were taking the masks seriously. Like they were really masked up in early March. They were walking around masked up, and I'm looking at them wow, like, wow, they really sensitive about this, you know, this COVID thing. You know what I mean? I, I, I had never imagined that when I came back home that I was going to have to self-quarantine myself because I didn't find that out until almost a week or two later that if you had been to New York in the past 30 days that you needed to self-quarantine yourself. So that scared me to death because I hear about mm-hmm. people being as symptomatic and, um, you know, the symptoms not coming on for a week or two after you've been infected. And, you know, nobody really knew anything. And the first thing they're telling me is if you've been in New York, you need to quarantine. So I got an early dosage of the scare, the quarantine scare and the not knowing if you were infected. But I'm not one to get sick often. I've never had the flu, thank God. I've never had a flu shot. So I really don't anticipate getting COVID. I would die if I were not dying because I'm not, I've never been sick other than the average cold. I've never been sick. I did want to speak to you about um, my missing, when when I was out, I had a heart attack in 2016 and I, um, Mm. I, I, 
My heart is it beats slow. It's something called bradycardia where you you know, your heart if I'm resting my heart might only beat forty times a minute on average. It's supposed to beat sixty times a minute. But if I'm sick and I'm laying right. around it's been times I've been hospitalized since the heart attack. I was hospitalized, and um, the nurse is running my room in the middle of the night with a defibrillator. Now, I'm just sleeping in the middle of the night. They call a cold yeah. running with a defibrillator. They say my heart was beating at 27 beats per minute. So that's like almost hardly mm. beating at all. I didn't even realize it, but I just know that my body, my, my heart beats really slow when I rest. And my body cannot take that if I'm so sick. You know what I mean? So wow. Wow. I'm kind of scared wow. because of that. That's that's horrible. Yeah, if you, you have underlying conditions, that's bad. I know high blood pressure, they say, is is one of the things that aggravated mm-hmm. and, and vitamin D helps. So, Kazar, i got to go back to you. So what do you miss ever since this thing has gone down? I mean, what, what sort of things you miss? And then after it's over... Where are some places you would want to go? I miss the freedom to just do different things, to go out and just freely um, venture out, and whether it be going out for dinner or going out to find places to shoot my next um, my next scene. We pretty much have to bring our bring our production to to a halt until everything you know clears up. So I miss that. I miss. I like I like to keep moving forward. So being put in a calendar yeah. stand still it's it, it affects you. You know, but um oh, yeah. like everything else, like I consider I consider the reason for different things. I believe everything happens for a reason. So nothing is by happenstance. So after everything clears and I know it's I feel that it's safe for me to go out and re you know, go back and pick things up. I'll continue uh, filming the little loopholes that I have in the in the footage, so that I can bring that to the point where I can pass it on to the next editor, right? Uh, so this is, we got a lot yeah. of plans going on, but I just need to be able to. I don't like rushing through any of it, but I like moving forward. I don't like standing still. Exactly. So that's, that's exactly. Uh, yeah, Natisse, how about you? Not at all. Nowhere I'd like to go. Not right now. I'm enjoying. Uh, I, like I am. Me. I am loving quarantine. I'm. I'm. I'm so nervous that they're going to open back up, and I'm gonna have to go somewhere. I'm more so worried about that. Than going to go yeah. anywhere. Not yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, kind of relaxing. Yeah. yeah, you you have you have wow. you have to be real uh, discerning. You know, you don't want to go out there and free will it, and, you know, I think it's a scary thing for once they do open it. But, you know, you just have to use your discernment and your intelligence and do things the right way. I'm a homebody yep. anyway okay. if I'm not working. Right, exactly. It's, it's very relaxing. So now we got 215 is on the board. I don't know if they have a question. So 215, I'm going to bring you on if you have a question. Just uh, ask your question. Okay, 2.15, you are on the air. What's your question, if you have one? I, I guess they didn't have one. Okay, I guess they're just listening. All right, very good. Okay, so, Kazar, i got to go back to you. Um, 
So, uh, oh, reaching out to potential cast members doing this, this shutdown, I mean, how have you handled that? Have you had, like, Zoom auditions and all that? Um, well, I don't have any, any more spots where we need to audition anyone for the Karen Project. What I've tried to yeah. do is to stay in try to try to stay in contact with um with the cast and crew. We have a pretty for this particular project is the largest one I've done. We have well over probably sixty or seventy people. So, um the main yeah. cast, the production crew, we've tried to try to keep in sync with what things are. Um I try not to give too much information out there unless I need them to be, you know, on set. We are gonna do a big a big casting call for one big scene, but I don't want to put the foot before the horse. I want to take time to make sure it's clear before I try to schedule anything because you know you got locations and all that. So uh, it's kind of like like right. I said, a standstill. But I, so everybody knows what's going on, so it's no surprise. And while I could do something, I still I'm concerned about their health as well as well as mine. So I just kind of take time and. We'll pick it up when we when we can pick it up. That's a question that I have. I know I'm I'm wanting to be asked questions, but what I was wondering that like when when Hollywood and the industry does pick back up, what are some of the methods that you think directors, casting agents, the production crew, what what are some of the measures that you think they'll be taking on set? Like what do you to think that what's in store for the future as far as the industry and Hollywood is concerned, how will they do this? How will they do extras on set? Is it going to, because we're living in a time where everybody is masked up anyway on the streets or in in restaurants, or is that the way it'll be depicted during films now? I'm just wondering, like, do we have to have our temperature taken when we come on set? Do we have to have a clearance? a medical clearance if we're going to be working on a prolonged movie that might take a couple of months? And then how can they ensure that when you go home, you aren't in contact with anyone overnight and come back to set the next day and spread it? So I'm really kind of worried about what kind of precautions they plan on taking if anybody Mm. is, you know, conjuring up anything. I think, Mm. I think, uh, from my perspective, I think what's going to have to happen, unless you're actually a part of the production and in process of filming for like an audition process, you're going to have to use the, you're going to have to use the virtual tools that you have, you know, for doing auditions. Mm. Um, I think yeah. when you come together, you are going to have, you're going to have to have some safety um, precautions in place, you know, just to protect folks. Because until until it all goes away, and who knows when that's going to be. What goes away? Um, it's just it's, I, as far as the current, the current situation with the with the coronavirus and all. Yeah, that. exactly. You know, yeah. other, other things are going to be like, here. What goes away? A influenza hasn't gone away. The common cold hasn't gone away. But then they do get rid of some things like malaria and polio and you know leprosy right, right. and things like that. So I'm not saying that it won't, but once it's right gotten this far and it's so highly contagious as this is, like how do they get this to go away without a cure or vaccination and they have never even found a cure or vaccination for HIV or influenza. 
Correct, correct. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure if we can answer that question, but I know, I know there's been some <laughs> talk about. Correct, correct. As it continues to heat up, it's something with the temperature. Right. They they suspend that it will subside, but that's in that's in the summertime. So. Vitamin D. Vitamin D is critical, but yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's going to be difficult because you have scenes where you're working directly with people. You have some scenes where you where you might have to kiss that person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to you gotta have to do some some testing. You know, it's not something. Is anybody ready ready for a CGI (laughs) kiss? You have to do some CGI. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we do. We gotta. Oh my God! We gotta use technology. CGI, CGI kiss. No, I'm serious. Cartoons. <laughs> oh my God! It's a, yeah. it's a scary time, yeah. you know, because you know what what is this like every one one hundred years that we deal with something like this. So yeah. you know, one of the things I plan on doing, William, is. I'm either going to do a documentary on this or I'm going to include it into my current film because I think there's a place for it. But I got to do yeah. it in a safe manner. <laughs> right, exactly. But, wow. That's, that's crazy. But that'll be that's interesting crazy. to see how we move forward. Yeah, they keep talking yeah, about the new normal. The I have no idea what that's going to look like. Oh You're looking at it. Yeah. I've, I've been telling people they're going to have to bring the, Look, I, I got into this heated debate. I was typing 100 words a minute today on Facebook because I had just made a statement. I've been going to Walmart since this started. The same Walmart. I've tried a couple different ones. I've tried Target, which is in Canton, which is like a gentrified part of our downtown, like extended. A lot of the elite or, you know, they got like quarter million, you're not paying no less than a quarter million dollars for a home in Canton. That's on the low end. You know, so their their targets and their safe ways and everything, they're not bringing in non-essential items anymore. So when you go through the bath and bed sections where the towels are and you go, I'm always in the arts and crafts because I told you I started painting, so I'm looking for acrylic paint. And I've been having to use primary colors since I've started mixing red with brown and get brick red. I'm so sick of mixing colors, and I can't find colors <laughs> anywhere. And it's a second. And then I sat and I thought about it, and I said, wait a minute, everybody's home. Nobody's going to work making four-ounce bottles of acrylic paint all day. Nobody's going I tried to make masks. Yeah. They don't have any more elastic. Right. Amazon said they won't have any more till June. That's another secondary item. Certain things they just yeah. not open up factories and people aren't going to make. And I heard on the news tonight they closed nine yeah. out of twenty seven food production plants that we have. They've closed nine down. The last Tyson one that they closed down, the health department had to go in and shut it down because they wouldn't shut it down. So we leave wow. the food. The farmers are telling them the farmers to stop producing and stop selling food. Like they don't see they yeah. they just looking from one perspective and not deep down into the fact that 
a right. factory won't even be able to produce food if the farmers can't. Or if you, you understand what I'm saying, like it's it it it's levels to this, it's layers to this. Yeah, so this that is true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, the supply chain has been affected. It's, it's very scary. That's true. Hmm. That's true. And how are they going to how are they going to manufacture things in production plants? Where you got to be side to side with somebody. They say machines do produce a lot of those things. They might, but it's still in a closed-in warehouse. You know, where you where it's mm. usually thousands of people in the warehouse correct, at correct. the same time, or a factory at the same yeah. time. Who can't social distance? Hmm. Yeah, you can't. That that's 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 a mess. Well, we can kind of. Well, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody does, but we can talk about some projects we've worked on recently. So, uh, Kazar, you got to tell the folks out there all about uh, what's going on with Zeke and Ruby. Uh, well, Ruby, R- Ruby was um, Ruby is a drama basically dealing with two. I have two storylines to it. One is Ruby, the main character, who's really going after different relationships, trying to find her place in life. Um, and then she got a parent that's dealing with their personal issues, alcoholism, that kind of thing. So that film is actually going through um, worldwide distribution. I'm not really, I haven't gotten a release date for it yet. But when it goes out there, it'll be it'll be on all the streaming platforms. Um, Zeke. Zeke is in post is in pretty much in post production. Um, we're going to take time and really, really make sure everything is right with it because I think it's kind of like a historical type film for our area, being that it's one of those uh, apocalyptic type films. And I want to make sure that it's done right so that they can tell the right story for our generation. So right now we're just moving moving forward as far as the editing, like I was saying. But it's also given me a chance to just make sure that I'm I'm on track with what I'm trying to do with it, and the process of um, looking looking for the planning, the distribution, that kind of thing as well. So that's that's where I'm with that. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Natish. So talk about some of your favorite roles. My favorite roles. Yeah, some of your favorite, favorite roles you've done. Well. In the past. well People can look for me in an upcoming web series called Black Oaks. It's a I can't go into detail, but it's about a dynasty of three black families. So I think that'll be interesting. Okay. It's not your typical web series. You remember Dynasty from back in the day and oh, yeah. Dallas? Yeah, yeah. It's more so like, you know, on that level. So I'm excited about that. Of course, we had the Hulk production because of this. I just got cast in another web series called Addicted to Love. There's a character named Michelle that won't mm-hmm. let go, clingy. So I think I'll have fun playing that. Um, my favorite, my favorite roles, and I was just thinking of one of my favorite Rose the other day, and I can't think of it right now. 
But what about you know, the podcast? Another thing I wanted what to mention, that? I've been, my podcast is on Podbean, yeah. and it's a show called Simply Why. And it's hosted mm. by me and co-hosted by David Irving. You familiar with David? He's from your network. Okay, okay. I met David like 10 years ago, and we were supposed to be working on something similar, but it was supposed to be like, um, instead of it being a podcast, it was supposed to be something on the streets where we were, would interact with people and just ask some random questions that people always wanted to know the answers to. But then right. he wanted to do something for Baltimore because of our crime rate, our homicide rate, and what's going on, in, was going on, well, still is going on in Baltimore. So he remembers mm. that I live here, and a lot of my turmoils coming up in Baltimore. So he asked me to be a part of the show. He knows how passionate I am still about my city. So he asked me to sit in on one of his shows, and then he said, "Well, why don't you just start a show?" So I start off, and I always share a piece of um, some maybe some current events that are currently going on in Baltimore. Like now we got the coughing cop who who called a citizen, spoke to him, a black woman spoke to him with the cherry cheeks, and his response was to turn around and, like, cough without a mask in her direction. So, you know, that was one of the things that I spoke about on my last show. And then I just and then I I do a lot with COVID because it's hard to really talk about anything else when this is going on. It's hard to watch anything else but the news. It's hard to it's it's just hard to concentrate on anything else with this going on. So I try to focus everything that I'm doing right now. I'm trying to fit this into it some type of way on the podcast. But I've been gone for the past three years because I went through my Jeep window, um, William. I had a terrible accident in Ooh. 2017, and I disfigured the right side of my face. Well, I thought it was beyond repair or beyond healing, but look at God. Well, and I'm right back in front of the camera again. It took some time to heal, not just the physical appearance to heal. I had to heal yeah. the inside. I had to heal my self-esteem mm-hmm. and, you know, get my will back. But I did. Yeah. I overcame that as well. Yeah. So I'm back and I'm starting on a new journey. I told you I joined the union, so I'm trying to rack up a new collection of favorite roles, I guess. I have a question for you. Um, what? I have a question. Um, what would be the, the, the your favorite role that you would love to play if you had an opportunity? Me? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was just one of those responses while I think for a couple of seconds. <laughs> oh. I always wanted to play something like um, anything from the time of Raisin in the Sun. I think my physical appearance no. yeah, is that. I think my mind, like, I, I love the hairstyles. I love the dances. I love the juke joints. I love the, like, we were, we were, we could Benita. rebel and be bad in our own little world back then. You know, the men with permanent hands and wearing slick suits. It was like we were coming, I guess, 
out of slavery into our own freedom. And you know when they had right, juke right. joints and made moonshine and road war like that, that I would like to play something. I would love to play something from that day and time. Like that would be this my morning, freedom August right there. You, you'd be right with cool. August Wilson. Some August Wilson plays a piano lesson or something like that. Or uh, uh-huh. two trains running. Natisha, you'd be good for two trains running. God, you, I, I would love to see you playing, playing the, uh, the waitress role in that. I saw that at the arena stage. It was excellent. I have to You know, my favorite movie is still The Color Purple, hands down. I've seen it over 100 times, literally. Yeah, I was eight years is. old and I bought the book. I bought the. I was eight years old and bought the novel twice. I haven't even read it once. <laughs> I hate reading. I bought I the novel twice at eight. Novels are a lot different. It's a little bit different. It's told in letters. They're just letters right back and forth. It's yeah. kind of different yeah. structure, but it's pretty good. Yeah, excellent, excellent, outstanding. All right, folks, so we're coming near the end of the show here. So, uh, Kazar, just talk about uh, how folks can contact you and, uh, you know, if they want to get cast or, uh, and not only that, but how they can follow you. Well, you can always follow me on all of the social media. It's going to be Kazar Coleman. For Facebook, it'll be Kazar Filmmaker Coleman. Um, if you want to follow my Spotlight of the Month television show, which I co which is co hosted by W. Keith Scott. You can you can follow up follow us on YouTube on our official channel or through the website KZRSTVShow.com. dot com. If you want to be a guest on the show as well, like yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, yep. um, if you want to look at look into casting, or even though I'm not currently casting for any productions, I'm always looking at folks. You know, even during this time, I'm checking folks out. You know, for potential opportunities in the future. So um, bring your stuff to me. You can e- email it to me directly at kzarcoleman at gmail.com. And I guarantee you to look at it. Can you spell your That's name, Kazar? It's K A Z A R R, last name Coleman, C O L E M E N, at gmail.com. All right. Okay, Natisse, how about you? How can people uh, follow you? You can follow me on IG at Peace For Real. That's T-E-I-C-E, the number four, and real, R-E-E-L. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Natisse Aisha, which is my government and stage name, and that's N-A-T-E-I-C-E. Aisha, A-I-S-H-A. I'm on Twitter as the same. I'm not as active on Twitter. I have too much to hmm. say for the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter's a mixed bag. <laughs> yep, that's right. Okay, well, Kazar, uh, Natis, I really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. Thank you, brother. I did too. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. Okay, well, y'all be safe and be blessed. All right, thanks so much. Okay, all right, y'all have a good night. Okay, bye-bye. Remember to do something for your career every single day, and always remember to 
Break a leg. Good night. And be safe. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes the sound no one can find I never met anyone like you Like a savior, you're my own.